Wobas, Wobas, Woba! I can't hear you! Greetings to you. My heart is spongy with happiness. I am so delighted for you to see you. Me. <laughs> what a dreamy accent. He's cute. Good morning, Gut Buckets. This is Big Orange Couch, the 90s Nickelodeon podcast, where we talk about all things 90s Nickelodeon. My name is Joey. I'm Andrew, and this is episode 156. We're talking our favorite new kid episodes. Yeah. Uh, you suggested this one. What, what was it about uh, this topic that intrigued you? Um, I think there was a couple episodes that just immediately came to mind that I thought would probably make my list that um, I've been kind of wanting to talk about that I feel like are um, kind of memorable episodes that for some reason we just haven't touched upon yet, really. Yeah. Yeah, I would say everything in my top five are like some of my favorite Nickelodeon episodes. Yeah. Uh, I'd um, agree with that. Um, and, and, and it's a hefty list. I mean, do you, do you know about how many uh, in all you kind of track down? Um, I do not know exactly. Uh, I mean, I didn't count them. I think, let me see. One, two, I don't know. At least 12 shows. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, almost every show at least attempted a new kid episode. Yeah. And of course, a lot of the shows, uh, like either the pilot or somewhere in the first season, a new kid shows up who becomes a main character. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it seems like uh, one of the most um, I don't know, pro- prevalent uh, tropes that they used in these shows. And it's a good one. Yeah. I, I, even even when I um, do my writing episodes, I, I think um, it's like a crutch for me. I like to mm. do new characters. Yeah. And I imagine as a writer, it's probably refreshing to just like introduce someone into the universe that's already created. Yeah. It seems kind of like a fun, fun task. Definitely. And it gives you uh, that easy way to create a new character. Like it's so, it just kind of almost builds itself off of being the new kid. Yes, definitely. Um, were you ever the new kid at a school? Besides, um, besides, um, you know, uh, school transitions, middle and high school. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess I never moved like mid school. Yeah, um, that's a that's a fortunate experience because a lot of people I know who did that, um, you know, do not think of it fondly. It seems like yeah. mostly a pretty miserable experience. Yeah, I would have hated it as a kid having to move or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah that would have been awful. Um, I know, yeah, a couple of our, a couple of our friends, I think had that experience, but, uh, yeah, I, I didn't either. I mean, I, I went from one district to another, which I know sounds like a new kid thing, but I made the switch into middle school. So it was mm-hmm. both, I think everybody probably felt like the new kid at the same time. I really knew nobody except for you. Yeah. Um, so it was kind of a mixed, like, yes, I feel very new. I was not from this district at the same time everybody was making the change at the same time so it kind of worked out yeah um but i think mid-year you know that's a whole different ball game yeah for sure uh yeah 
we should say that um, we're we're well aware that uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark has a a tendency <laughs> to uh, be, um, you know, the new kid is kind of a key concept in Are You Afraid of the Dark. Yeah. So we we split our lists into two. There will be general Nickelodeon new kid episodes top five, and then we'll um, separate. Are you afraid of the dark? Top five new kid episodes. Actually, not as many as I thought. I know I know we like to joke about it, especially when we did our Are You Afraid of the Dark writing episode. But really, in all, you know, considering there's ninety some Are You Afraid of the Darks, you know, there's uh, not. <laughs> yeah, but what was it? Thirteen total. Um... Yeah, which I is like an season. entire yeah, an entire season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a mediocre season too. At that, I think. But um, okay. I mean, there's some classics. There's some classics. <laughs> um, when you were when you were ranking these episodes, what what mattered to you? Um, what Man. what were you looking for? I thought this was going to go a lot differently when we started. Um, I was originally thinking like I'm just going to look for specifically episodes where um like a brand new character is introduced suddenly um Mm -hmm. which i did kind of but i didn't expect like all the additional kind of new kid um stories that didn't follow that exact uh formula you know um like like the main characters of shows being new kids i hadn't really considered that right Um, right yeah when we started yeah um i guess well we'll see how it pans out here i mean i yeah well well, i guess we'll see how it pans (laughs) out but uh (laughs) um yeah i mean to me it really mattered that the episode hinged really on that person being new yeah like that to me the concept really had to revolve around the new there couldn't just be like a new character that showed up slightly and then became more important later yeah, I definitely oh. tried to make it so that like the crux of the episode is that new kid being there. Like yes. the episode wouldn't work if it wasn't about that new kid. Yes. Or if that character wasn't there, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Um well I ended <laughs> I ended up watching not including our I didn't rewatch the Are You Are You Afraid of the Darks cuz I just really didn't need to. Yeah. But um I have I watched 20 episodes. Wow. And, you know, I, some of them I was able to skip around a little bit. Yeah. But um, so I have them ranked here totally. So if you have one in your top five, that's not my five. I'll, I'll let you know where it falls in my rank, unless it's a close okay. call. Yeah. Um, okay. Wow. Well, do you want to? <laughs> that's a lot <laughs> of. Uh, epi- that's like about as many as I figured there were in total. Like, did you see every New Kid episode, you think? Yeah, I think there's actually like 24. There was a couple that I just, uh, you know, I'm. <laughs> There's some stuff I skipped over. Yeah. Um, there was some stuff that I was kind of on the fence whether it would count. Yeah. I, the, la- the last batch I did, there was a three Alex Mack mm, um, new yeah. kid episodes. <laughs> am I am I going to uh, put your list in jeopardy here if I talk about Alex Mack? Uh, no, you're not. <laughs> I didn't think so. Um, these were truly terrible episodes. Um, so once, once I hit Alex Mack territory, I'm like, there's really no reason to... Yeah. Going here. Um, uh, there was like, there was probably a dozen episodes of Alex Mack with like some type of new character involved. Yeah. I was oh, like, yeah. what, what is happening? <laughs> um, but, and I was really debating starting to get into them and I just decided 
you know, unless unless it was like (laughs) accidentally amazing, it just was not going to come close to making the list. (laughs) It was no, it would not have made you. There's there's an episode here called The Creeper. I don't know if you came across it. Um, No, Alex Max. Alex Mack is one of the these shows that um, the longer we do this podcast, the more I'm not sure um, it 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 stands its ground. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's just a little bland. Um, yeah. Besides besides cool. Alex's powers, but uh, hmm. all right. Um, okay, so let's get into the top yeah. five. Uh, what did you have at five? Um, man, number five I think was the toughest one for me to pick. Mm-hmm. Um, the other ones are like, I don't know. They, they're like serious new kid episodes. This one, I, I'll tell you, uh, it's <laughs> Invader Zim pilot. Um, we might've talked about it a little bit in the pilot episode. It, I don't, it, I noticed it didn't make my pilot list. Um, mm-hmm. but it's a really great, uh, introduction to this series and this character in which, um, Zim is the new kid at school for this like short segment um, and it's yeah. mostly about him doing weird stuff and Dib noticing and trying to convince everybody else that he's an alien um, and all the other kids are like <laughs> uh, totally unconvinced you know even when Zim has like a huge machine coming out of his head um <laughs> And it kind of, it like escalates until it ends in this, uh, giant food fight that ends up breaking part of the, um, cafeteria. Uh, <laughs> and it's just a really, I, you know, I was thinking about the way it looks, especially like as, as if this was all there was, like the rest of the show didn't exist. Like as if you were seeing this for the first time. And uh, it's just so striking looking. Um, yeah. And this concept, I just love. Uh, it's, I can imagine seeing this, um, like being shown this as an executive or something. I'd be like, this is incredible. <laughs> like bizarre and incredible, you know. I've been watching him. And I know the new kid is an alien. What new kid? Who are you talking about? You're crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it, looking back on it now, Invader Zim feels like it was made for MTV, but somehow ended up on Nickelodeon. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, um, yeah. You know, somehow the, is it just called pilot? Yeah. Yeah. Somehow this episode just escaped my, uh, my count. Yeah. So, Technically, there's more. I did watch an Invader Zim. I just didn't watch this one. Mm. Yeah, um, I uh, I guess it just I had just remembered when we had done the pilots a couple of years ago. Uh, yeah, it just stuck with me since then, and I was like, um, I don't know. I just that concept of like him being the new the new kid suddenly showing up at school um, just cracked me up. Like this yeah. alien that looks nothing like a real kid. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a great premise. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, good one. Um, do you, are you? I don't want to say it. Are you aware yeah. of the other Invader Zim I'm thinking of? Um, I look. I don't think so. What? Attack uh, the 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 hideous girl. Huh. No, I. I mean, oh, okay. that's not even ringing a bell to me right now. <laughs> okay. 
Um, well, yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah. Pilot's not on my list, but that's, uh, I, I wish I would have rewatched that one. That's, that sounds good. Um, my number five is from the series Doug, and that would be Doug and the Little Liar. And (laughs) this is where there's a new girl. Her name's Loretta LaQuigley. And uh, Skeeter falls head over heels from her. She says she's from uh, Yekastonesia. What is it? Yekastonia? Yekastonia. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there's a whole... She's rich and she goes skiing and her aunt's a famous actress. And uh, Doug suspects that she's full of baloney. And uh, Skeeter doesn't, doesn't... you know, he doesn't care. He's just head over heels in love. Um, and uh, Loretta turns out to be, besides the fact that she actually didn't know how to speak Yekas she she turns out to be the real deal. Her aunt's famous. She's rich. Uh, <laughs> the episode ends with her and Skeeter on an airplane going to Yekastonia. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it really, this episode also incorporates Fentruck uh, because Doug kind of recruits him to like sniff her out. Uh-huh. And Ventruck kind of spills the beans that she's, uh, you know, not who he doesn't think she's legit. Yeah. Um, so it just kind of incorporated a bunch of really fun stuff. And this isn't one of those Doug episodes that I really remember fondly and rewatching it. I liked it just as much. Um, kind of a common course or kind of a common refrain for Doug, the opposite of Alex Mack. The more I watch Alex Mack, the more I don't want to watch anymore. <laughs> And the more I see of Doug, the more I kind of like, yeah, this is yeah. just a great show. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, that's a good one. I briefly thought about it. Um, it didn't, didn't hold enough. Um, I don't know, something for me to make my <laughs> top five, but uh, it's a good one. Memorable one. Yeah. yeah um, it's charming. Yeah. I'm a real sucker for charm. Yeah. 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 Um, so that's my number five. Nice. Um, well, my number four, I guess this one was tough too. Uh, I finally landed on Michael comes to camp. Uh-huh. Um, salute your shorts first episode. Uh, I just, um, man, for this particular show, I think this was a perfect introduction where yeah. like the viewer is almost kind of like in Michael's shoes as he uh, butts heads with Bud Nick and Ugg. Um, they both have some like really funny moments in this episode. Um, 
just walking through the bunks for the first time and it's like just disgusting and uh there's a huge stain on his mattress Um, yeah and then just like um the part of the episode that's going after the girl's stuff they like sneak out and steal some of the girl's stuff and accidentally break telly's uh glasses (laughs) yeah yeah um and uh it just all feels really um authentic kind of um yeah yeah and uh and this is the introduction also to like well the only shot we get of the awful waffle really um, oh right yeah yeah at the end of the episode you get uh you get it yeah and i man i i mean that's has nothing to really do with the new character but uh i do love that they never quite reveal what it is like they give you like <laughs> yeah kind of but um it just i mean it does just seem like maybe a form of taunting yeah yeah, yeah. um but uh finally like michael's like final comeuppance and having to answer for what he's done um it just all feels like a really um like i can under like really empathize with his character i guess in this episode yeah hi i'm michael stein where are you from i'm from springfield who's your favorite band i like bon jovi where do you shop and i shop wherever my mom makes me yeah he um i definitely rewatched this one and it's it's just so likable from start to finish it's uh, a It, fly, it flew by uh, because I was I was watching a lot of you know 13 12 minute segment from animated shows mm, and I yeah, got yeah. and I got to this one and this one's a full 24 minutes and it really in some cases this episode went faster than some of the 12 minute ones um, yeah. it's just uh, it never slows down uh, there's just line after line of stuff that you realize your whole life you've been saying <laughs> yeah yeah. <laughs> um yeah it's it's great yeah it's really kind of shocking how um how like kind of masterfully almost it was done um yeah like for i guess when this came out like um there just wasn't that much other stuff like it um and it just feels really fully realized like yeah like they really were trying to make this as good as it could be and for sure succeeded i think oh no doubt um yeah it's a it's a great one um my number four is an episode of hey arnold called miss perfect um and this episode is uh, well the synopsis here is after a new girl from the country steals away the attention all the girls plan to put miss perfect in her place uh, Miss Perfect is Lila Sawyer. Um, she's kind of a, she's just very charming. She's like so nice, um, very polite, uh, doesn't seem like frazzled by Helga's antics, um, and they really just make her life miserable. And it does that, uh, it does that amazing Hey Arnold thing, uh, where you kind of figure out that um, her life is not so great, right? Like she yeah. just lives with her dad. Her, he doesn't have a job and like they live in a really crummy apartment um, and like they they gain this new sympathy for her and kind of rally around her and apologize and um, it's just got this like very sweet ending it packs a huge punch as like the best Arnold's do within 12 minutes it tells this kind of really simple but powerful and poignant story in moral 
So I, this was one that was not on my radar going into the list, but I, it's, I think it's the only thing in my top five that I was kind of almost totally unaware of mm. that made it into my five. Hmm. Um, I liked it. Yeah, that's a great episode. I, it was one of the ones that like came to me right at the beginning. I considered it. Um, I ultimately didn't put it on mine, but um, I did kind of forget about um, her like character development in that episode and like just how um, effective it was. Um, yeah, it's a really kind of touching one, um, and yeah, it they really know how to nail that particular type of topic yeah arnold arnold really pinpointed the fact that um like showing that a kid's life at home could be really dysfunctional was not like taboo that kids could handle it and um because it felt like a lot of 90s nick shows um maybe they'd hint at it you know you'd meet a parent Mm -hmm. and maybe you'd get a feel but arnold a lot of the world's just base and how either terrible or functional or non-functional these kids' home lives were. Yeah. And uh, I think that's pretty, I don't know, pretty bold. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. That, uh, yeah, that's something that Arnold really nailed. It's like the just base feeling of, um, I, I don't know, like how the show feels like from his perspective. Um, yeah. Kind of foundationally. Uh it just feels like very real. I don't know. Yeah, like no, I totally lot, agree. Like there's some ups, but a lot of it is like him just trying to get through the day almost. Yeah. You know? No, I totally agree. Yeah. Um. No. Oh. Nice. Uh, nice one. That's my four. Yeah. What's your three? Um, my three is Doug. Doug meets Ventruck. Hey, <laughs> mine, mine too. Oh, nice. <laughs> Uh, I love this episode. Um, it's one of the first things that popped into my mind with this topic. Me too. Um, something about Fentruck, the character, was just like super so memorable. Good. Yeah, great name, great look. Yeah. Um, Yak Estonia seems real. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and for such a, like, it's like a half episode, as most dogs are, um, but it's got a lot of, like, interesting d- designs in it. Like, all the mm-hmm. characters are at one point in the um, Yak Estonian uh, outfit. <laughs> yeah, they're in garb, yeah. Yeah. And I'm just like, man, they had to, you know, redesign all the characters f- with that look, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that classroom shot where they're all trying to do the traditions. Yeah. yeah. It's just so memorable. And, and just uh, Mr. Bone being so... <laughs> I love him getting so frustrated that when Fentruck walks in, he's like, oh, yeah, I don't do any of that. Just. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um so uh just to recap it a little bit, um Fentruck's the new kid at school from Yak Estonia and he's getting kind of picked on or made fun of by Roger and his gang, and Doug kind of befriends him, and Fentruck ends up asking Doug to write a letter to the girl who sits in front of him, as he says it. <laughs> With um, blonde hair. Yeah. Oh boy. And Doug thinks, of course, that it's Patty sitting in right. front of him in uh, their class. But in the end, it turns out uh, Doug like freaks out for, you know, five minutes of the episode about um, 
how to tell Fentruck that he can't write the letter because he <laughs> likes Patty. Yeah. And then, and then finally it's revealed that he is referring to his older sister uh, with blonde hair. It means I can't write your letter for you and you'd better get someone else. Sorry, Fentruck. Huh? This is rupturing news to hear. Why, dog? Because? Well, because I feel the same way you do about, well, you know, the yellow-haired girl who sits in front of you. You do? But, dog, how do you know my sister Kavlechi back in Yakastonia? Your sister? What's your sister got to do with anything? She is that girl, dog. Kavlechi is older than me, so we say that she sits in front of me. Do you not know this expression? No, I couldn't believe it. The letter wasn't for Patty after all. <laughs> Fentruck, I take it all back. I'll be glad to write your sister a letter. <gasps> oh, thank you, Doug. Zwoopa, zwoopa, my friend. Yeah. Um, and Doug it's, is relieved. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, ama- it's an amazing Doug is petty story yeah yeah (laughs) um and it's a great like doug anxiety episode where it's like so much of the episode is just him like thinking about this horrible situation that he's in you know how to get out of it but when we've talked about this before but the anxieties that these episodes are based around somehow feel very relatable yeah definitely you know of meeting this person that you really like and then thinking they might have the same crushes crushes you and then just becoming immediately kind of yeah. a kind of a jerk. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Doug just nails that like everyday real anxiety. Like yeah. they're not try he's not usually trying to um they don't like uh over dramatize um what's going on in the episode. It's just like everyday stuff that he's like driving himself nuts over yeah totally it's i don't know i love something about that i love (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah it's a great episode fentruck becomes uh you know a semi-series regular yeah kind of um kind of yeah but he's uh i think anybody who likes doug you know you say fentruck and everybody knows who you're talking about (laughs) so obviously this episode is super effective and uh yeah yeah it was just go ahead uh, he just kind of like feels to me like a quintessential new kid. Like not only yeah. is he new at school, but he's new like to the country. Um, so just like everything is uh, different for him. I don't know. It feels really interesting. Yes. Yes, totally. Yeah. yeah. All right. Nice. Well, that's my, that's my three, two. So <laughs> should we move on to nice number two? Yeah. Maybe, maybe we'll keep in line here. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Um, my number two is salute your shorts. Goodbye, Michael. Hello, Pinsky. Oh, no. Okay. Go, yeah, speak <laughs> on it. It is not my top five. Wow. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm very surprised. This, uh, along with Fentruck, this was like the other new kid that was just like burned into my psyche. <laughs> Before before I had watched this episode, I I guess I forgot how kind of incredible Ronnie Pinsky was. Yeah, yeah. I mean this this uh, Blake Blake Senate uh, yeah. the, the guy who plays him. I mean he really just comes in with 
full of vigor and he is cocky. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I love his introduction. Like he walks onto camp, um, having Ugg carry all of his bags for him and then throws Budnick out in softball. It all happens in like a moment kind of, um, yeah. And it's just this great, like, who is this kid? You know? <laughs> uh yeah everybody's kind of in awe i mean the i love just the tonal shift of pure grief over michael having left yeah. the camp to i mean really in many ways pinsky's the opposite of, of yeah. michael yeah he's like yeah very cocky as you say and um and he like gets away with it kind of though so he's like yeah. almost like budnick in that he's screwing around all the time but he's such like He's got such a uh, charisma that he ends up getting away with it finally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And uh, so when he shows up at camp, uh, all the girls are into him and he butts head with Budnick Budnick and uh, Ugg a little bit, but ultimately kind of wins them over with the Pinsky salami, which um, (laughs) like now suddenly I'm like, man, that is like, as suggestive as it gets how did that (laughs) get past the censors (laughs) do you think they were being suggested i I mean i certainly had the debate in my head i didn't know or whether they just picked a food that they thought was really funny hi i'm ronnie finsky hi i'm sponge donkey lip welcome to camp you must be the new kid with that arm new and improved i'm dina alexander of new york alexanders well you must already know who i am hold on a minute I think we have a very serious problem in our bunk. You know what? You are absolutely right. I forgot to bring mustard. Mustard for what? Snack. Would you mind going and getting that football for me? (laughs) Thanks. He's going to put mustard on a football? I never tried that. Hey, nice throw. You know, if you snap your wrist a little more, it'll spiral better. You know, guys, most camps have uh, rules against bringing in outside food. But you know what? I don't like rules. Thus, ladies and gentlemen, I come bearing gifts. Behold, the famous Pinsky salami. The most delicious meat or meat byproduct known to man. It's the only way I could sneak it into camp. Anybody want a bite? I I I'll say this was the first time I watched this with that in mind. Mm -hmm. And it was like, to me, it seemed like, man, they're writing this. To like, you know, uh, to make it sound as um, kind of to like skirt around it, but it all sounds very suggestive. Like all their lines, yeah, um, very strange. But <laughs> I still love it. Like I never really like thought of it like that as a kid, I guess. But um, but something about it is also a great image. Like him sneaking this uh, salami, this hard salami. Um, roll or whatever you call it uh i don't know in yeah. through with his uh inside a football um <laughs> yeah, i love the way he just busted out yeah so yeah. weird um and fi- so uh he ends up sneaking out in the middle of the night because he's just gotta dance he wakes up yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he sneaks into the uh like main hall and he runs into um, Ugg on the way, but using the Pinsky salami, Ugg is uh, 
convinced to let him go into the hall and he ends up like playing piano for all the girls and they're dancing around him and stuff um and it finally ends with bud nick uh putting his shorts up on the pole like a, a great uh like callback to the first episode of the series right um and but pinsky acts different than michael instead of being upset about it he's like he salutes his own shorts <laughs> yeah yeah he just he pinsky just owns everything you're not gonna humiliate him yeah um which i I kind of admire and uh yeah yeah it's like he's suddenly an antagonist for budnick so he's like driving budnick nuts which is uh it's like it's just like a crazy shift for for the show and to be so successful um i just love it yeah yeah me too um yeah, because even at the start of the episode, Budnick, Budnick's really bumming hard that Michael's not coming back. Like he yeah. he has a full like two minutes where he's just kind of um, <laughs> depressed. Yeah, and uh, so to have this new kid who really is not gonna, not that he won't tolerate it, he'll he actually will amuse Budnick's antics, but just in a way that makes Budnick look like an idiot. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so it's a real shift for Budnick too. Um, yeah. Yeah, I love um, this episode. I love I love the intro to him w- when they're playing the baseball game, which yes. is it's always so funny when they're playing baseball anyways. <laughs> but just Budnick hitting the the home run and like prancing around the yeah. field, <laughs> him pretending he can't carry all his stuff so Ugg is just <laughs> carrying all of it. <laughs> um yeah, it's yeah, a great like, a, just him like getting the best of uh Ugg so many times during this episode. <laughs> Yeah, like 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 the doctor says, it comes and goes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I also just want to mention before we move on, um, the final shot in this episode of mm-hmm. his uh, underwear flapping in the wind. Like, yeah. it's just a great, um, almost like Pete and Pete esque shot of yeah. uh, Bud Nick walking away as you hear this like flapping sound right against the mic. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, love that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I watched three Salute Your Shorts in preparation for this episode. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, we got to talk more about Salute Your Shorts. It's yeah. it's just, uh, it's, a, sure. it's, it's a really well-made show that I think somehow just didn't, it just didn't latch on to pop culture in a lot of the way these other shows have. Yeah, I almost feel like it was just so, it was just like a year or two too early. Yeah, you yeah. Know? Just like I, I slipped agree. under the radar. Yeah, I'd agree with that. All right. Um, my number two here, I don't think it's going to be on your list. Uh, mm. I don't think it's going to be your number one. Okay. But we'll, I, guess we'll, I guess we'll see. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that would be The Adventures of Pete and Pete, Space Geeks, and Johnny Unitas. Mm. Okay. And, uh, or, well, I guess it's Space Geeks and Johnny Unitas. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And of course, this is uh, this is not part of the seasonal run. This was kind of the pilot series they did. Um, this was the second episode of that. And um, Pete and Ellen have to write a paper, um, and they encounter this new kid, Joe Jones. A great name. As for us, we were minding our own business at the Big Bang exhibit when this geek from our science class started following us. Oh, it's Joe Jones. I think every school has its own Joe Jones. You know the type. Bad haircut, 
dresses funny. Smells a little like steamed vegetables. This particular Joe Jones joined our class somewhere in mid-December. Nobody knew too much about him, except that he only ate ketchup at lunch, had a terminal case of static cling, and always had this blue radio plugged into his ear. Supposed to hail tomorrow. There was also this rumor that his cowlick always pointed magnetic north. It was pretty weird stuff. And uh, Joe Jones is, uh, you know, very interested. They're at the planetarium. He's very interested in the universe. He's also very interested in the 1958 NFL championship game between the Baltimore, Baltimore Colts and New York Giants uh, with Johnny Unitas and how that game is probably just airing, um, you know, in the Alpha Centauri system 365 billion years away and him and Pete really bond over Johnny Unitas and Big Pete decides to make this kind of the thesis of his paper and you know in the end here Joe Jones turns out to be an alien um, and Ellen and Pete don't get their papers done and have to go to summer school but uh, Joe Jones is just one of those characters I mean even his name right he's an alien he's picked this totally plain name He's got this cowlick uh, in his hair. He he uh, he's just very he, he uh, he's just very strange. He has chronic static cling. <laughs> smells like steamed vegetables. Um, I don't know. I just rewatching this episode. It was very like a very sentimental, a very sweet yeah. episode. The conversations between Joe Jones and Ellen and Pete are very, they're even, they're outrageous, but really grounded. Like they're talking to each other as if, you know, they're really solving something. Um, I don't, I don't know what it is about this episode. I didn't think it would be on my list actually when I, when I was making it, but um, when I rewatched it, I just was very, uh, very, I don't know, not touched. I, I just, I loved it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a great episode. Um, I love all the little story details in this. I mean, um, yeah, the whole Johnny Unitas thing is funny and, and just the idea of him picking up the transmission so long after it happened. Um, just a great concept. Um, I think I ended up just not picking this because, um, it was one that I hadn't um, that hadn't like really hit me until much later, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like uh, when we were younger, it just like kind of slipped by me. I mean, I, re- I, I think I saw it, but it um, didn't make as much of an impression as some of the uh, um, some of these other like characters, especially in these new kid episodes. Yeah. Um, but it's I mean, it's great. It's Pete and Pete. Um <laughs> it's a fantastic one yeah yeah there's a little scene in here too i love with um big pete tracks down one of johnny unitas's former teammates he's just like this old guy at this point <laughs> and pete's going on about how you know unitas has his first three letters as universe yeah and he's trying to break everything down <laughs> this old guy just has no idea what big pete's talking about and he's like do you have anything i could eat <laughs> yeah i forgot about that yeah just like this really even from the start just this absurdist humor built into pete and pete um yeah yeah it's great yeah. so that's my number two nice um 
Well, my number one um, was a hard fought number one. I <laughs> really wasn't totally sure until I was pretty far into this list. Um, but finally, it had to be Doug Bags and Nematode. Well, well, what have we here? You must be the new kid. What's your name? Well, I'm Doug. Funny. Wow. Um, Definitely didn't think that would be one. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Just um, going over this, like, to me, it's just the new kid episode. Like, um, it's about Doug as the new kid landing in um, Bluffington. It's just a... uh, Man, I, I feel like he is the quintessential new kid. Um, this whole episode is just like full of stuff that I don't know that like makes me feel like I'm like I'm landing in Bluffington along with him, kind of. But that all, but also <laughs> that Bluffington has existed before I ever got there. You know? Um, yeah. And this, just like the way it plays out, he like slowly discovers this town, runs into the bully, uh, disc- meets his best friend, uh, meets the girl that he becomes obsessed with. Um, <laughs> it's just uh, an amazing introduction to this world and this character, um, but you feel like you already know him from the beginning, kind of. Um, yeah, that's true. And. Uh, and it's and this episode in particular, like it's another one of those ones where I feel like they were just going all out making it. Um, like the design of it is just really detailed. Um, all the backgrounds look amazing. Uh, yeah. There's even a shot toward the end of the house outside, like at dusk, where everything's orange, and it's just like, you know, they could have made that during the day and just reused a shot of his house, but. They redid that. Just, um, I don't know. It's just like little touches like that that I think um, were probably the reason why the show got picked up when it did. Yeah, it's it's a um, it's yeah, it's a great episode. I mean, even just within the first five minutes, you get a real sense of the family dynamic in the car yeah. with Dad, Mom, and Judy, Porkchop, and then within five minutes, you're at the Hunger Burger meeting yeah. all the essentials. I mean, Skeeter's just killing it right off the bat. Um, so it, it is, uh, I think it is a really well-made episode. Like you said, it's, we've talked about it a bunch. Doug's kind of a underrated, beautiful looking animated show. I just don't, I never loved the nematode story. I just hmm. like Roger. It, I agree with you that it feels like a quintessential new kid thing and it introdu- introduces Doug perfectly. So it's kind of this weird balance. I, I agree with you hundred percent there, but as far as conceptually the episode, I just don't really like, uh, I don't really like the story. So, hmm. um, I can s- understand that criticism. Uh, I was going to say that I really like, um, Roger getting the best of him and him being like feeling left out uh, for some of the episode. Like it feels like um, that's something that would happen as a new kid in this new town. Um, So I liked that, like the nematode storyline in particular. um, 
I'm okay with it. You know, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I don't absolutely love it, but I like the term nematode. Like it kind of just feels like it does play into the whole like weirdness of Bluffington. Hmm. So I do like that part aspect of it. Okay. Well, hmm. it's, I mean, it, yeah. I, I can both, it's not on my list and I can both appreciate that. It's very, very good. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Well, my number one, we've already talked about, uh, that would be Michael comes to camp. Salute your shorts. Yeah. Um, not a whole lot more to say about it. It's just, uh, it's an episode. I think it's because it's called Michael comes to camp that I always think that maybe this episode just stinks. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> but every time I see it, I'm quickly reminded that it's, it's nearly a masterpiece. It's yeah. it, from start <laughs> From start to finish, it's so funny. Donkey Lips is killing it in this episode. Yeah. You get to know every character. Like, just the first line every character speaks pretty much tells you who what you need to know about that character. Ugg is so funny. Um, it's uh, it's just a great episode. I, I don't know how else to put it. Yeah. Um, so it's... It's one that I kind of always disregard in my head, but then when I watch it, it's really gratifying, and you can see why this world is a for people who love salute your shorts. It's the perfect introduction to this world. Definitely, um, definitely. Yeah. Um, probably, probably in this, probably in the same way as Doug Bags and Nematode. It's it's the perfect way to kind of introduce you to all of this. You need that new kid to kind of meet yeah. all these people. Yeah, um, you know it's weird. I like salute your shorts is one of those things in this episode in particular it's like I can't believe almost that this world didn't exist already like on its own um it it just feels (laughs) like they so they created it so well it's like I don't know it's some things just like have that effect on me where it's like um Right, to- like right when I start watching it, I completely forget that it's not. Yeah, something. Look up there! Look! <laughs> Must be a new kid in camp. Okay. <laughs> oh no! What is my underwear doing up the flagpole? Looks like it's flapping in the breeze. <laughs> Come on, you know what I'd do if I were you? Turn around and go home. No. I suggest you stand at attention, click your heels, and salute your shorts. No, I'm with you. Totally. Salute your shorts feels like a real... Camp Anawana feels like a real camp with... Yeah. Because the kids there are... They're they're very... um, They're they're resigned to their fate. It feels as though (laughs) camp is kind of this punishment. Yeah. (laughs) It's not as though these kids are having... It's not this model of consumerism where it's like you got to go to summer camp you'll meet your best friends forever it's more of a um yeah i yeah my parents sent me here too yeah (laughs) this this big this begrudging i guess i guess we'll have we'll do these activities if we have to but um, yeah that's really something that um is missing from a lot of modern stuff i think is that like sense of like I just gotta do this. Uh, like I'm in this horrible situation, and I gotta figure out how to make the best of it. You yeah, know? it's yeah. like weird. It's like almost like that's covered up or something. Um, like they don't. Like no one wants to believe uh, their kids really feel like that or something. 
Yeah. I mean, there are certainly episodes of things that exist where kids are maybe not happy. Yeah. But, but the fact that the premise of the show is that these eight kids in this, even the counselor are just don't really want to be there. Yeah. <laughs> is it's kind like, of a great starting point. Yeah. It's like a weird, um, it's like an imperfect world, which yeah. feels really authentic. Yeah. Yes. You know? Yeah. 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 Man, I I uh, debate that was like close to the top of my list for a long period of time. Um, And I finally just. I don't know. I I don't even know what my thinking was now. I (laughs) thought it out until it got down to number four. (laughs) Uh, Well, I'm happy it's on your top five. Mm -hmm. I I, I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure where it would be uh, when Mm -hmm. I started, but uh, I just. Once I started watching, I fell in love with it. Yeah. Um, nice. All right. You want to do close call? Yeah. Um, man, this is tough. Um, but I guess I'm going to say like my definitive close call. I have a few close ones here, but my number one close call is um, Rugrats meet the Carmichael's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's um, my number eight. Oh, nice. Uh introduction of Susie. Yeah. Um it feels like uh I you know, I watched this and was surprised to discover that it felt like one of the early episodes still. Like yeah. this was season three, but the storytelling was like kind of similar um to what makes some of the early ones really great. Um so Susie shows up with her family and uh, they basically just like get to know them as Susie thinks that they forgot to bring her room with them. Um, and meanwhile, the dad is um, a writer on the dummy bears. So Stu's like really into that. <laughs> Fawning over him. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the mom is just like really uh, kind of like well-cultured and Dee Dee's kind of into that. Um, yeah. And it just felt like a really uh, kind of natural addition to the show. And yes, yes, like a good step forward, like um, Susie kind of being a friend to the babies, but also this like uh, tougher force for Angelica to deal with. Right. Um, It just, uh, yeah, it feels great. And it looks great. I love the look of this episode. Um, I really remember the jello molds for some reason <laughs> yeah we did uh, it's really stuck in my mind um and the lamp that gets broken um yeah just just the moving guys being part of the background of the episode yeah yeah, yeah. uh really nice episode just flows yeah. nicely great new characters uh, yeah you got a couple more i know you said you had a yeah. couple that um, were also close pretty close rocket power new squid on the block no thumbs yeah. down <laughs> uh we talked about this one a little bit during pilots um it's just an, another one of those ones where like in my head it's um really about the new kid um and it this is. is this yeah. is again like the introduction to the show um and i love sam as the kid that doesn't fit in in this yeah. world i like um, sam too um it's just everything's so freaking reliant on hockey and it is a I mean, little I just uh I I feel like that stuff is more like props though to move the story along. I guess you know? so. I guess so. 
All right. Uh, uh, also, I just wanted to mention uh, SpongeBob Tea at the Tree Dome. Oh, um, I, I forgot that one. Yeah. That's the, such a good one. <laughs> this is the introduction of Sandy Cheeks. Um, yeah. SpongeBob comes over for tea at her <laughs> dome that's like just air inside. You can't breathe, he, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He slowly starts drying up. Um, I feel like a, some of the most. I feel like some of the most memorable gags come from this segment. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, Patrick trying to like remind him to look fancy with his pink, pinky out. Uh, very funny. Yeah, this is that's the first episode, isn't it? The second, or first or second part of the first episode? Uh, no. Must be. Uh, I know it's early. I don't think it's the very first, but okay, it is early. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah that's a great one. Yeah. Um, any anything else? Um, those were my real, like, serious close calls. Okay. Um, my, my definitive close call was Grounded for Life, The Adventures of Pete and mm. Pete. Of course, this is where we meet Nona uh, Mecklenburg, yeah. um, and, uh, Michelle Trachtenberg. And she, you know, the only reason I just couldn't justify it, she's just not in the episode that much. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she is, but it's like four minutes. Yeah. Um, it, but her, you know, it's a great four minutes. She'll end up being a great. Um, kind of co-pilot for little Pete. Yeah. Um, definitely. We've talked about this episode. It's it's a it's a fantastic episode. Uh, very sentimental, but she's not not the driving force of the story. Yeah. So couldn't quite break the list. Uh, um, I did. Oh, go before ahead. you move, I just wanted to say uh, Nona herself. I think is like one of the best, uh, like most realized new characters. Like right oh off yeah, the bat. Like totally. Just, just the way Pete and Pete does that, like just how much information they kind of pack in like a small amount of space. Um, and they really succeeded with Nona, I think. Agreed. Yep, totally. Uh, my number seven, you talked about it. Goodbye, Michael. Hello, Pinsky. Yeah. Um, nice. This, this, uh, I know you and I have talked about um, doing a Michael versus Pinsky and yeah. I've always said that I don't think I can defend Michael. And now I feel absolutely sure that <laughs> I, I don't know how we do it. Be, unless you'd be willing to take Michael. Pinsky's just a God. <laughs> okay. Jeez. <laughs> I mean, I feel like he's got some weaknesses that I could uh, pick at. Okay. We're going to have to sketch. We've talked about this for like three years. We're yeah. going <laughs> to have to do this. Um, yeah. I just love Ronnie Pinsky. He's, he's uh he really makes me laugh. Yeah. Um, and then my number eight was Meet the Carmichaels. Um, yeah, just a really well-realized episode. The Carmichaels feel immediately part of the universe, not like yeah. forced in. Um, I, I love the dynamics between the adults and the other adults. I, I love Mr. Carmichael just being politely annoyed by Stu. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so that was a great episode. Um, a couple others I, I wanted to shout out... Um, New Kid in Town, Rugrats. Mm, um, yeah. That's uh, that's kind of the, you know, he's the equivalent of Angelica, but the kids think he's nice at first until he kind of persuades them to start being, doing his yeah. work for them. Yeah, um, that's a really memorable episode. Um, I yeah. just hate the kids so much. I, it's hard for me. <laughs> but he really does, he, he he really okie dokes them. I mean, he, yeah, at first he's yeah. very, you know, they think they got it good with him. Yeah. Um, I, oh yeah. He's such a awful like, <laughs> jerk. The other uh, regrets I really liked a lot was Angelica in love. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. With, 
with the kid on the uh, the, <laughs> the tricycle, and he's playing guitar. He's got sunglasses, leather jacket. Yeah. Um, that one was really funny. And then there was a couple of really good Keenan and Kells. Um, mm. to, to catch a thief, um, uh, new neighbor. Keenan thinks he stole his watch. Yeah, that's a good one. And then um, what was the other one? Uh, the Chicago Witch Trials wasn't bad. Um, that's with uh, Linda Cardellini, whatever yeah. from Freaks and Geeks. Yeah, they think she's a witch. It's okay. I mean, it was thirteen on my list, but uh, we get, we had a uh, Wrath of Khan Junior. Salute your shorts, Doctor Khan's uh, niece. Yeah. And did you consider that one? Um, not really, but I do okay. love that. I mean, yeah, yeah, she's real annoying. Talk about uh, yeah. annoying new kid. Um, I'd say maybe one of the ones. It's not my Ferguson, but one I was kind of let down by. I watched Hero Worship. Clarissa explains it all. Uh, and, yeah, um, I watched that one too, and it was uh, kind of I don't know. It's, it's like do much. Yeah, a similar concept to other episodes, but just mm-hmm. didn't do anything super memorable yeah um a couple people did write us with some of their favorites some some reoccurring here but um and i, I don't have everybody but uh, i'll shout out a few people uh ben uh bink a8 said hello pinsky um nice. marley said meet the carmichaels jdg one two 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 a eight said the hatching are you afraid of the dark mm. ali mander said pete and pete grounded for life uh pipes mcdougall said uh um, Jake Decker from Hey Dude. This is an episode called uh, uh, New Kid on the Block. Oh, man. I uh, Yeah, I meant to mention Hey Dude. Uh, did you watch both New Kid episodes? Uh, I, I I watched all of New Kid on the Block, which is the Jake episode. And uh, the other one I started and stopped. Okay. Yeah, um, uh, yeah I mean, they weren't... Well, I mean, I didn't absolutely love them, but I liked the Jake one definitely more. Yes. Um, um, the Nostalgia Society said Michael goes to camp. Um, nice. Salute shorts. And Ariel Monsters, uh, monster who came in from the cold, mm. which I think is where Oblina pretends to be a human. She wears a human suit. Man, I didn't even catch this one. In this, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I didn't watch it either, but I, I, I like faintly remember it. Um, and it's an interesting twist on the new kid theory. Yeah, yeah. Uh, our buddy Brett Wilson Art says Doug bags a nematode, or when nice. Fentruck shows up. Ah, uh, nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he's with us. Um, Vo- uh, Vorn Devaney says so many Are You Afraid of the Dark episodes especially Dark Music, Old Man Corcoran, Locker 22 Quicksilver and the Hatching we'll, we'll be talking about that in a second um, JL114562 says it has to be the first episode of Salute Your Shorts when Michael comes to camp mm. um, Endless Alexandra says Doug meets Fentruck, uh, mm. she also says Rocket Power, New Squid on the Block Nice. she mentions all that uh, season three, episode one, LL Cool J, which is Amanda's first episode. Uh, yeah, I, I thought about that. But... Yeah, Lauren Gilbert said Angelica's in love. Nice. Um, Jazz WWID says Rich Kid from Hey Arnold. Did you watch that one? No. Oh, was... I I think I know what episode it is, but I didn't watch it this time around. Gotcha. It's it's pretty good. I watched it. Um, yeah. Not my favorite, but it's it's pretty good. Uh, Ryan uh, Tyler Reed says, 
um, Invader Zim, Tack, the Hideous New Girl, uh-huh. nice. which, uh, which is pretty good. Um, uh, KVNG Primetime says Keenan and Kel to catch a thief. And SpongeBob Podcast says, always love the debut of Lila and Hey Arnold, the episode Miss Perfect. Uh, Never judge a book by its cover. Yeah. Yeah. So for a couple. Um, did you do it, Ferguson? Yes, I did. Okay, let's do it. Um, mine is Keenan and Kel, Chicago Witch Trials. Oh, no. <laughs> yep, I'm afraid so. Um, I was really surprised at how much I didn't like this episode. It was just like, it really felt like they were just trudging through it. Like, just mm-hmm. like, um, and I, I don't, I didn't feel this way about all the later episodes, but it, something about this one, it was like, even the story was just kind of throwaway. Um, it almost felt like maybe it was built to give her character like just some screen time. Um, I just felt like there was just nothing remarkable about it. And I like her. I like Linda Carlini. Um, but she was just kind of underutilized. Um, I don't know. There's just nothing about this episode like stuck with me. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, you didn't even like the part when they're in the convenience store and they keep sticking their heads out and they and she keeps doing something that makes them think she she's a witch. Um. Yeah. I mean, that's probably the <laughs> best part. Um. But Comedy even gold. like, even some of the stuff they were doing to like prove she was a witch or whatever, it was just nonsense. Um. And <laughs> it wasn't like particularly funny either. So it was like, yeah. I, don't know. I do think Keenan and Kel struggles a little bit the older they get. Yeah, yeah. It starts feeling a little um, weirder when they're like <laughs> fully through puberty yeah. and they're still doing some of the stuff. <laughs> yeah. um, well, my Ferguson, tell me what you want me to do here. My definitive Ferguson is an Are You Afraid of the Dark? But did you do Close Call of Ferguson for Are You Afraid of the Dark? Uh, yeah. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah. So I'll, I'll save it. Yeah. Um, so then mine would be The Creeper, uh, The Secret World of Alex Mack. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, it, you could take... You could take either. I also watched New Kid in Town, Alex Mack. That was not great, but a little better. The Creeper just, I don't, I don't, I don't even want to talk about it. It was, it stunk. (laughs) This this kid in like the video shop, he's barely part of the story. She's really forced to like hang out with him. He's not even that creepy. Um. (laughs) Okay. Um, you know, maybe if I had, I didn't even watch it, so you know, no, don't. Yeah, maybe don't. it would have made, made my Ferguson. <laughs> um, so do we want to move on to our "Are You Afraid of the Dark" segment? Going to be a little faster, yeah. right? We'll just Let's go through it. these. Yeah. Okay. Um, my number five, and I just want to uh, preface this by saying that I kind of, um, I don't know. I tried to like pick the ones that were really new kid reliant like as much as possible me me too so we'll see yeah um my number five is locker 22 (laughs) how Uh, dare you (laughs) (laughs) um Uh, we've been through this this episode yeah i like it she's the new kid uh i like her whole like uh 
you know, she's like French or I guess. Um, so she, <laughs> I guess some slight, <laughs> exactly. I guess language barrier. Um, yeah. The, uh, you know, the teacher's a total jerk. It's just got a good, got a good, uh, um, concept too like going back in time when she puts on the beats i like that item um yeah feels the whole episode's about her being the new kid yeah um okay i know you don't like this one but <laughs> no i hate, I hate it. it i uh maybe maybe for a laugh or something i don't know <laughs> um okay all right uh my number four Five is the tale of the lunar locust. Uh, talk about new kid. You can't get any newer than an alien. Uh, yeah, but I mean, number five, like it made your top five. Yeah, there's, uh, you know, it's, nuts. I, I, I'll be damned if uh, seasons six and seven don't have some representation on this list. Um, okay, <laughs> some more. <laughs> well, I was hoping you might have one now. Uh, no, no. Oh, well, good thing I did it. Shout okay, out Lunar well. Locust. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, well, terrible pick, but... Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I think we're, then we're agreed on number five. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, my number four uh, is Quicksilver. Yeah, We very good. talked about it a week or two ago, um, and it's uh, just heavy on the new kid feel. Like these new yeah. kids in town trying to fit in um and it's a great episode and so. yeah i'll say it didn't make my list and the reason it didn't make it is because um it's very like in their house heavy yeah you know what i mean so it doesn't yeah. really it doesn't feel as um out and about as okay i think some of these new kids but uh fine, uh, fine. <laughs> fine. <laughs> number four for me was tale of dark music hmm. okay uh he moves in they move into their uncle's house. Uh, you know, something pretty creepy is in the basement. Uh, there's a kid in town who doesn't like the new kid, makes his life, you know, terrible. Um, just love this episode. Very, very dependent on them being new to the house. Uh, love it. Uh, talk about an episode that takes place mostly in the house. Yeah, but but <laughs> but the other kids come into the house, um... and there, and there's outside time. Yeah, a little. There's a little. <laughs> Just enough time to get beat up by the local bully. Yeah, but the whole story yeah. depends on the fact that he is new. Like, this kid uh, is well, a lot of him. Quicksilver is the same. You know, no, no, no. It happens because they're new in the house. In the house. Yeah. But, but not only are they new in the house, but there's a kid in town. Who, he's got two things going here. Uh, but new. they're also new in school. Like, there's school scenes, too, you know. Yeah, you don't think this kid's going to school? Yeah, somewhere, but I didn't see. <laughs> Trust me, he's getting a good education. <laughs> All right. Um, my number three is Old Man Corcoran. Yeah. Uh, love this episode. I feel like it's one that doesn't quite get enough respect. Doesn't um, get enough. And it's very new kid heavy. Like, these kids are yeah. new in the town. Um, they're making friends with the kids that live there. Uh, it's just like kind of about them trying to fit in. Um, and uh, it's, and the episode just progresses awesomely, I think. Yeah. Really, really new kid heavy. Um, 
Yeah, it's a good one. Uh, my number three, I know you don't like it, but uh, Apartment 214. Yeah. It's, okay. uh, I mean, the whole premise is, you know, really predicated on that she's new in this building. She's new to this lady next door. She's trying to make friends. Feel It just reeks of someone who's new and uncomfortable and awkward and trying to make friends. Um, uh, yeah. That's true. Yeah. Um, yeah, okay. I'll accept it. I mean, I didn't really i just you know it doesn't do that much for me but she's new she's so <laughs> she new. is new she is new <laughs> she's very new like a baby all right <laughs> uh, what's, um, your, what's your number two my number two i know you love it carved yep. stone Ugh. Um, <laughs> can i tell you something what i i didn't even consider it i would I, w- I just couldn't <laughs> Okay, well, uh, this is a great episode, and this one's like really about the girl being new, um, not only in town and like having trouble making friends, but um, also the kid that she ends up like befriending is uh, himself like in this kind of same situation as her. Um, it's just I don't know. It's like a really great example of like feeling um, super awkward and uncomfortable in a new setting. Uh, Plus the concept of this episode is just awesome. And I don't know what your problem is. (laughs) Uh, I don't know. I just don't like this episode very much. Okay. I'm sure the same sentiment is uh, 214 for you. Maybe. uh... I just can't. Can't picture them in the same realm. You think Carve Stone? You think more people like Carve Stone? Uh, I don't know. If, if I would say yes. I'm gonna have to. We're gonna have to pull this. Okay. All right. <laughs> Hold on. Uh, gonna, I gotta write this down. <laughs> Two fourteen verse Carve Stone. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> okay. Um. All right. Well, my number two, I'm sure it's your number one, The Tale of the Hatching. Wow. Not on uh, your no, list? it's not my number one, no. It's not oh, my, my gosh. Uh, it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's an incredible episode. Uh, it's not only one kid. It's, it's new in a different way. It's a brother and a sister at this boarding school. And not only are they new, but it's, it feels... It feels as though you're new in a place that uh, it's just terrifying. I mean, it's I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. It's it's like new at school, but also new in a way that like they never really get to know anybody. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, yeah, you're right. I mean, they are new kids. That is the kind of like crux of this episode. Um, I don't know why I didn't pick it. I guess I just maybe maybe there's something about like the siblings being there together that mm-hmm. I felt like it kind of lost a little bit of that um aw- like uncomfortable by yourself new kid feel. All right. Um but it's a great episode. Yeah. No doubt. What's your number one? Um, <laughs> my number one is the midnight ride. <laughs> oh <my God>. um, <laughs> and 
I mean, not only is this episode like this episode <laughs> is a, a serious new kid episode. Uh, the yeah. main kid is like so awkward um, and like slowly. It's about him kind of like slowly learning to fit in in this new yeah. place. Um, For sure. And also it was uh, the start of a new Midnight Society member. So who who was it? I figured this is, of course, Tucker's first tale. Um the introduction oh, of Gary's okay. little brother, which is a kind of pretty significant um, change in the "Are You Afraid of the Dark" world. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It is very significant. I, that actually uh, makes me a little more sympathetic. Yeah. Uh, this one is just so heavily about being new that uh, it had to go up top for me. It's not like my favorite episode exactly, but. It is very new kid esque. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, well, we already talked about my number. Uh, my number one that would be Old Man Corcoran. Mm. Yes. Just felt very. Uh, I don't know. It's just this one. It's the, it's the first one I think of when I when I think Are You Afraid of Dark? New kids. I mean, mm. just the kids coming over to their driveway and trying to recruit them for this game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this one is like one of the most um reminiscent for me of uh what it was like kind of like moving around the neighborhood as a kid yeah for um, sure you know it's a great yeah. outdoor episode yeah oh close was, call uh my close call was dead man's float um, oh this What's was the, who's the new for kid? stig is the oh new kid. stig uh, which is why i didn't <laughs> make my list uh love the episode love stig love stig the introduction of stig um yeah. but you know it just wasn't heavy enough on the new kid to make the list okay yeah uh that's a, that's a that's a good thought yeah i like it hmm. uh my close calls quicksilver oh yeah. Nice. yeah yeah under underrated underappreciated good new yeah, kid feel, good new sure. kid feel to it yeah. yep um Ferguson? you yeah <laughs> mine is of course lunar locusts <laughs> Um, you give know, it another I, shot. Come on, give it another I, shot. I can appreciate <laughs> the episode. Like, I don't hate it. Um, I like the new. I like that she's the like a a different kind of new kid. I guess. Um, yeah, for sure. But it is pretty weird. It's like, where did she come from? You know, uh, how does this make sense? How did she just like go to this school with no one noticing? <laughs> they act uh, like. Like, how does she know enough about this world to assimilate in one day? Um, yeah, I guess. Yeah. It doesn't buy you any points that that the new kid is Tara Lipinski, figure skater. <laughs> yeah, sure. A couple points. <laughs> um, okay. But I just don't think there's another episode that's uh, Ferguson worthy. <laughs> Well, let me give you one. It's it's, it's called the Tale of Locker Twenty Two. <laughs> it's the worst yeah, new man. it's the worst new kid story ever told on Nickelodeon. Get out of here. <laughs> Somehow slipped into Are You Afraid of the Dark? Uh, you know, I, I've said it over and over. It's 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 like some kind of bad. Um, uh, you know what were the like after school special? Yeah, it's like a yeah. bad after school special. The, yeah. the, the adults in this episode are deranged. Uh, 
not it, there's nothing I like about it. It's the the twist is stupid. Um, I don't think so. What? The whole French thing doesn't work as far as her being the new girl. What? Uh, it's bad. No, it's it's a decent <laughs> episode. Okay, hold on. I'm writing um, down Locker Twenty Two versus Lunar. Okay. <laughs> you're definitely gonna lose. You're definitely gonna win this one. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just uh, I think a big draw to this episode for me is like the way the school is presented. Mm-hmm. It feels like r- a lot like um how like elementary school I guess have felt to me like uh like it's very much rooted in this past decade and it's yeah. still like kind of clinging on and i feel like i can feel that like sense that more in this episode than um a lot of other stuff yeah all right all right i don't want to dwell on locker 22 yeah, sure um <laughs> uh i just have one last uh thing that i noticed about these um some of these new kid episodes like the regular ones three episodes at least mention a biodome um and they include welcome freshman clarissa explains it all in spongebob um and i just thought this was like such a weird uh coincidence like new kid episodes and biodomes like they really have nothing to do with each other (laughs) they like how did it come up three times in this you know, it's just very strange. That that is very strange. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy observation. Um, okay. Well, uh, we haven't read some listener letters in a while. Do you want to do that? Yeah. All right. Uh, the first one I have here is from Bob, our our, our buddy Bob, nice. and this one's about 1997. He says, hey guys, it's been a while, but since I'm with Joey and thinking 1997 was the best year of the decade, maybe even ever, I had to chime in. Just a few quick notes before I jump into it. If you're going, if you're going for having a reason to embrace your date, Dead Man's Float is the better choice. But thematically, Dream Girl is the correct 930 date night slot. He literally finds his Dream Girl and gets to be on a date for the rest of eternity. Uh, can we raise a glass to this phenomenon? Joey, Andrew, Kevin, anything to add? Kevin, a comical percentage of time. Nope, I don't have anything. <laughs> people throw around, people throw LOL around loosely, but I definitely LOL every time this happens. <laughs> um, okay, on to 1997. Uh, favorite movie, LA Confidential, Close Call. Austin Powers, Gross Point Blank, Jackie Brown, and Ferguson, Tomorrow Never Dies, Starship Troopers. Sorry, Andrew, watched this in the back of a minivan on the way to a soccer tournament when I was a kid and almost threw up. I really, I just really hate it. (laughs) You can understand that. I'm going to have to check out this LA Confidential, though. Yeah, a lot of people love it. Uh, Favorite album, Wu-Tang Forever. Close Call, Nimrod, Green Day. Um, plus Company Flow, Harlem World Mace, and Ferguson, despite enjoying mock singing the opening of Backstreet Bo- uh, Backstreet's Back, whatever Backstreet Boy album that came out 
this year is definitely my Ferguson, even if it does elicit warm, fuzzy memories of the greatest year ever. Um, favorite song, Triumph, uh, Triumph Wu-Tang Clan, still know the entire song by heart. Close Call, Bittersweet, Bittersweet Symphony, The Rain, Mo Money, Mo Problems. Ferguson, can't really think of one, and I've never been able to shake my enjoyment of Mbop, so the obvious choice isn't an option. Um, favorite TV show, King of the Hill. Close nice. Call, South South Park and Spawn. Ferguson, Ally McBeal. I've never seen it, but God, the commercials were bad enough for me to hate it forever. <laughs> commercials really can break a show that you've never seen, yeah. seen before. Um favorite book haven't really haven't read it yet but the bosch series is generally really good so i'll say trunk music by michael conley hmm. um let's leave it there for now as always thank you guys for doing the podcast and thank you for doing the are you afraid of the dark instagram stories uh it's been fun to share that experience your friend in carpet bob nice. <laughs> <laughs> great to hear from him always always um, this one comes from Al. He says, Hope you and yours are staying safe and healthy and maintaining as much normalcy as possible at this time. I probably don't need to tell you that your podcast is one go-to spirit-bolstering diversion. So thank you, especially now, for bringing it into existence. Thanks. And now for my thoughts on your latest topic. I'm not a pro at this like all of you, so I'm not going to bother structuring a personal top five, let alone close calls and Fergusons. I just have a few highlights from when I was listening and nodding, along with a couple of surprising omissions. Andrew and I are kindred spirits on The Simpsons. Anything after season 11 is tantamount to glorified fan fiction. Gotta agree. To channel a line from Seinfeld, not that there's anything wrong with that. Uh, it clearly works well for enough people to keep the show going and that's fine as long as we still have some sort of access to reruns from the 90s or really starting circa 91 once homer started to sound like homer instead of walter matthau and everyone in general took shape <laughs> as the characters we know and love uh, to make a smooth segue noted simpsons villain sideshow bob and his brother cecil obviously had live action alter egos via fraser yeah uh, I hardly knew about it during its original run, but have long since grown to appreciate it in syndication, especially after learning of the many behind-the-scenes personnel it shares with Modern Family. Watch enough of both shows, and you can tell they had the same masterminds. Besides The Simpsons, Seinfeld was the only non-kids show I knew much of in my youth. My parents were devoted followers, and any time we were together these days and someone stops on a rerun on TBS, it's a nice non-Nick way of liking my insatiable appetite for 90s nostalgia that said besides my hefty diet of nick programming and sports telecasts i also watched my share of pbs kids back in the day which i which was why i was a little surprised not to hear any of you mention the magic school bus or bill nye the science guy yeah yeah from my experience miss frizzle and mr nye were every 90s kids two favorite substitute science teachers and having worked at a couple of schools in recent years, I was quite pleased to see DVDs of one or both shows on the shelves of the Science Lab. As a bonus, MSB featured Danny Tamborelli, who needs no introduction, of course, <laughs> as the voice of Arnold Perlstein and Malcolm and Jamal Warner, director of Keenan Kell episodes Mo Sweater Blues and Diamonds Hard for Roger, as the producer. Okay, I think I've dumped enough on you for now. Keep the pods coming, and again, stay safe. Best, Al. Yeah. 
I did like, um, yeah, I think so. I did like uh, Magic School Bus. I think Bill Nye, the problem was that I just associated it with school rather than mm. as a just a good show. Yeah. I had that yeah. same type of situation with it. Um, do you remember Beekman's World? Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> I haven't really talked about that, but <laughs> um, yeah, like, especially as a kid, the live action, like, uh, educational shows yeah. tended to turn me off. Yeah, tough sell. Um, yeah. <laughs> Magic reading School Bus was kind of hidden. Yeah, so. Reading Rainbow. Yeah, Reading yeah. Rainbow. Yeah. Um, I got a quick one here. This one's from Seth, uh, and he did his top five non-Nick shows. Number five, Wonder Years. Nice. Number four, Married with Children. Mm-hmm. Number three, Power Rangers. Number two, Boy Meets World. And number one, Goosebumps. Wow. Nice. Yeah. Interesting yeah. list. Yeah. Good one. Um, and then another really quick one. This one's from Michael Perez. Uh, he said, I listened to your recent Hey Dude podcast, and I'm sorry to inform you that the ranch Hey Dude was filmed at is actually abandoned. Oh, and, I'm, abandoned. And, and I'm wondering, I see, because the website really looks like it's functional. I'm wondering if the part of the ranch they shot at isn't functional anymore. Oh. Hmm. But, but I don't know. I, I hope it's still up and going. Yeah, maybe we... I, I uh, guess I would never... <laughs> If it's abandoned, uh, I guess I could pick it up and live in the Hey Dude Ranch. <laughs> Bar none. I mean. Go go out there now. Nobody will find you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. Well, that wraps up uh, favorite new kid episodes. Definitely fun to kind of think about that angle. Yeah. Um, what are we doing? Oh, I'm I'm excited. What are we doing next week? <laughs> uh, next week we're talking. A show we've been dying to get back to, I think. Uh, 15. 15, um, folks. <laughs> yeah, it's back. What's uh, what's the name of the episode? <laughs> I think it's True Friends. Uh, True Friends, yes. Maybe. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's the, it's, uh, so the only 15 episode we, we did was about two years ago. Um, so for those who want to go back, go back about two years. We did an episode review of... Um, an episode called the dislocated Swede. <laughs> and this is the episode immediately after it's the next episode. <laughs> so we are slowly working our way uh, through the first season. Um, it's so good. I just, I know it's not a show. Anybody asks us to talk about, I don't think it's a show people are excited about. I think actually the dislocated Swedes, like one of our least listened to episodes. Oh. Um, <laughs> <It's too> folks, <laughs> folks, you're making a mistake. You gotta watch 15. <laughs> to watch the first yeah. season would probably take you five hours. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it doesn't like that. It sounds like a big <laughs> hill to climb. But, but honestly, everybody I've showed it to. Once you watch the the first episode, everybody's like, okay, I'm in. Let's. <laughs> it it is mesmerizing. It's like, yeah. I don't know what it is about it. It's so strange. Uh, yeah. So dramatic. Uh, so dramatic. <laughs> um, and we should say that uh, we did pick a ne- another book for the um, book club, uh, Sinister yeah. Statues, Are You Afraid of the Dark? Yeah. And I know a couple people have already ordered them, so that's really cool. But if you're interested in doing book club, it'll probably be in a couple months. But um, order uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark, The Tale of the Sinister Statues, and uh, we'll we'll talk about it. Yeah, that should be a good one. Yeah. Um, if you want to get a hold of us, uh, you can uh, find us on Twitter at BOC Podcast, Instagram at Orange Couch Podcast. Uh, you can email us 
uh, like all our friends did at orangecouchpodcast at gmail.com. You can hear us on uh, Podbean. Uh, You can hear us on Spotify, on iTunes. Leave us a review. That's really helpful. Um, Hope everybody is staying safe and uh, not going to beaches or (laughs) movie theaters in Georgia. (laughs) Hope everybody's staying inside. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Um, Yeah, let's let's not do this again. Yeah, agree. Yeah, let's avoid it. Um, (laughs) But uh, we, yeah, so we hope we'll see you next time for 15. Oof. Stop here. Hold on.